Sunset Lake CBD is a majority employee-owned hemp farm located right outside of Burlington, Vermont. Before they started growing hemp, Sunset Lake Farms produced cream for Ben & Jerry's. Sunset Lake CBD doesn't use any pesticides or herbicides to grow any of its hemp plants, and they use organic fertilizer and other sustainable farming techniques to ensure the long-term health of the soil and to minimize their carbon footprint. So like all of us, my days are really stressful. By the end of the night, my kids are in bed, I'm taking a minute to chill, but I'm still unwinding. I recently started using the Relax Gummies infused with CBD isolate, reishi mushroom extract, and ashwagandha root extract. I'm really glad I tried these because they really helped me get ready for a good night of sleep, and I really think I sleep better, so I'd highly recommend it. Check out Sunset Lake CBD today at sunsetlakecbd.com and use the code UNDERMINE for 20% off your order. That's sunsetlakecbd.com and use the code UNDERMINE for 20% off your order. Farmer-owned, Vermont-grown, Sunset Lake CBD. Hi, listeners. I want to tell you about a cause that I'm involved with at Heritage Radio Network. HRN is celebrating its 15th year, and to celebrate, we're deepening our commitment to giving voice to the next generation of food system storytellers, and we need your help. Our internship and fellowship programs help activate new possibilities for underrepresented and underestimated young people through experiential journalism, audio engineering, and production training. Through these unique programs, HRN helps food equity stewards build essential workforce readiness skills that expand their potential and foster economic mobility. Please consider supporting these critical programs. And with a minimum donation, you can be entered to win a dinner for two at an amazing restaurant in one of eight cities and tickets to a concert at a great venue in one of those cities. We have incredible partners across the country who have donated as they also share our passion for helping to educate the next generation of food system storytellers. Check out heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. That's heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you. Osiris. Well, it's finally here. The highly anticipated limited edition Smartwool and Grateful Dead collection has finally dropped exclusively at smartwool.com. You may know Smartwool as the go-to brand for all things merino wool, from socks to base layers. Smart Wool has been keeping people comfortable outside for decades with some of the softest and ethically sourced merino wool out there. Well, Smart Wool's limited edition collection and collaboration with the Grateful Dead is back by popular demand right in time for the holidays. From t-shirts and hoodies to beanies and socks, now you can have the next level comfort of Smart Wool with all your favorite iconic Grateful Dead designs. Shop the drop exclusively at smartwool.com and get it before it's gone for good. Gone, gone, gone for good. That's smartwool, S-M-A-R-T-W-O-O-L.com. everybody welcome to this special episode of undermine my name is rj i'm here with tom and benji and this episode is brought to you by our partners at smartwool you can check out the smartwool grateful dead collection at smartwool.com okay so guys today we're going to talk about a fish comfort song 
So, you know, you're in your smart wool base layers. We have our Grateful Dead socks on. We're we're sitting by a fire. Uh, we're going to talk about we're a song that warm. we would... We're very, very warm. Incredibly warm. But but in those moments, you really need a song to, to kind of like bring it all together. Um, so I'm going to go first, and then I want to ask you guys. So to me, like... Harry Hood is just to me the ultimate comfort song. We've talked about it on uh on the podcast before. Um the last time that that we talked about um I forget what show it was, but we were talking about it, Benji, because we were talking about it, you know, whether whether them you telling good. you to feel good about Hood, do you need them to tell you to to be able to feel good about Hood? And I, I kind of think you do because there's just there's something so beautiful. I think to, for me it goes back to a live one. You know, like it's one of the things that I listen to, it would listen to the CDs and it just like, it's just such a, I actually remember a time like, I don't know, it must've been, when did it come out? 95? A live one? Some, sometime in 95. 95 so it was probably, it was, out, yep. yeah, it was probably summer of 95 and it was one of my first experiences with psychedelics and I was out in a field with my friends and and we listened to the, the Alive One version of, of Harry Hood and I think that was probably the moment that it just like all it all kind of changed for me. But I mean, come on, like what's a what's a more comforting thing than going on a on a long Harry Hood adventure? I mean, you guys might have thoughts, but that that's that's what comes to mind first for me. I think more comforting maybe just would be smart wool socks. And <laughs> <laughs> just leave the fish, just leave no music. It's fair. Tom I, Tom, I feel what, good about Hood. Yeah, Tom, you have uh, you have written according to the internet. I'm not sure if this is verified, but you've written hundreds of of songs. So is this hard? Is this a hard exercise for you? Uh, oh, to come up with the, the a comforting yeah. fish song. Yeah. Um, you know, people ask me my favorite song, favorite fish song, and it's usually one that I didn't write. But this one, most comforting song. Um, I came up with a song that I did write, um, and it's Brian and Robert. And so this is a song for lonely people and lonely people need comfort. Um, I was thinking like, was this written when I was feeling particularly lonely or something, but not really. It's probably just a wistful moment because looking back, I was married with young kids and I don't think I had much time for loneliness. However, I did when I went off to college, I went off to Pittsburgh. I hadn't ever seen Carnegie Mellon. And I didn't know anyone there. And I did. I had my first like bout of depression in my life. Uh, thankfully, my only and uh, extreme loneliness. So maybe maybe I was thinking about that. But um, this song made me feel, I guess, like in a way, you know, reaching out to others who may be feeling that way, letting people know they're not alone. You know, this one is for you. And I think I get comfort from that knowledge, but also uh, from the soothing chords and the soothing background vocals, uh, Trey, you know, put in there the, the, ooh, ooh, and then the melody and then the harmony that comes in with the third verse. Just, just love the song. It's a, that's a really good, good pick. And, you know, they don't, they don't play it, play it that much, but I'm sure that you have, do you have particular memories of live, live versions that, 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 you loved, I mean, I'm sure that whenever, whenever you're there and they play it, that's, that's cool for you, but they don't play it very much. Yeah, I, actually it was a staple of my, um, the early version of my band Amphibian, which started in 1999. So this was still a new song. Um, we played it every night whenever we, we would play a, a live show, but then I took a long hiatus. I mean, Amphibian has been 
gone since 2006, I think, 2007. Um, but I just recently got a chance. RJ, you were there that night. I recently got to perform it on stage uh, with the two members of Goose who play guitar, uh, Rick and Peter. And also uh, Jeff was on stage too. Yeah. And and they did, they learned the harmonies so well. I think if we can get the Osiris control room to uh, dig into the archives and play it right now. Ah, I hear it in the background. I'll shut up so we can hear it briefly. You kind of paved the way for Trey then. How's that? With Goose. Many people are saying that. Many people are saying that. Actually, <laughs> when the Tab Goose tour was announced, someone tweeted, Tom and RJ introduced Trey to Goose, and now here we are. And I, I didn't refute that, even though it's you, probably not you true. Beat them, beat them to the punch. Yeah, exactly. But that, that was a really <laughs> special night, Tom, when we got to interview Rick and Peter, and they played a bunch of songs for us. Was it your idea or their idea to play that song? Do you remember? That, that was my idea. I was thinking of one that would uh, showcase their great singing and one that we could learn and and practice. I knew we'd have chance. We'd have about 10 minutes that we could rehearse. I knew we'd be able to get it right with one rehearsal, and, and we did. And those guys obviously are super pros. So it, it came off really well, and they immediately... You know they're so good at singing together and playing together. It was it, it was fantastic, and it was very comforting. I should say. That is the idea, Benji. What what do you have for us? Well, um, RJ, Tom, it's probably not what you're thinking of when you said comfort song. Although RJ, you know your pick was Harry Hood, and this is the same. But it's kind of like if you asked me my favorite comfort food, and I said Jameson, you know. But um, <laughs> I, I I think about uh, uh, my personal history with the MoMA dance. I think about, you know, dancing in parking lots. Uh, and I don't mean like, you know, fish parking lots. I mean, like when it first came out and my friends and I would have it on a car stereo and like, you know, like at Denny's or a Dunkin' Donuts parking lot or whatever. And and would be dancing to it. You know, back then it was because it was brand new. You know, it came out, obviously, MoMA Dance came along from Black Eyed Katie, which we've been detailing on this season of Undermine as the uh, kind of a, the encapsulation of Cal Funk. Um, which is a term that for me also included the rural cow farms of Amish country and Hershey, PA, and the areas where I grew up, you know, and I would wander back in those days, kind of like Neil Cassidy hitchhiking his way across America and the, and the constellations. There's this fantastic quote from Plato that says, when the mode of the music changes, the walls of the city shake. And, you know, to me, that was kind of MoMA dance in 1998, right? The walls of the city were shaking. But... A decade later, the girl that I had been dating with, uh, dating for for seven years, left me, and uh, you know the relationship had stopped working years earlier, and there was no way to fix it, and we we both knew it, but it, it still broke my heart, you know, as, as all change does. And I, I remember thinking, you know, it was one of those things I could order for her at any restaurant in the world and get it right because that's how well we knew each other. And so all of a sudden, that changes. And I'm in New York City for a few days. I'm walking on foot. I have headphones on with a disc man. Kids, ask, ask your parents what that is. Um, and MoMA dance comes on. All throughout, I gaze and glimpse you. Loving never did convince you. So that got my attention because of the muscle memory. My cells are, are trained to dance when MoMA dance comes on. Tom, you joked recently that uh, you imagine MoMA dance to have some choreography to it. I'm telling you, man, that is literally the beat that taught me how to dance my dance. 
So I start doing that on the sidewalk of, of the Lower East Side. So no one cares because it's the Lower East Side, you know, and no one really notices or, or pays attention. And and that's when the song hit me in an entirely new way. It, it might be the way that was kind of closer to what the lyrics intended. You know, the, the moment ends, though I feel winds blowing differently than ever before. It was instructive. It was just, you know, I knew right then and there everything was going to be okay. A seven-year moment just ended, but I would be feeling the winds from it for quite some time in a positive way. You know, it's time to evolve. The moment ends, though I feel winds. And just immediately, I'm talking instantly, it healed my broken heart. Suddenly, you know, I was on to the new, on to the next, let the past be wind in the sails for the future. And so to this day, this is true. To this day, this song is my, my spoonful of sugar. You know, and what I mean by that is when I have to suffer something insufferable, like a dentist appointment or, you know, say a colonoscopy, I put, I put on MoMA dance sometimes, sometimes on the headphones, but sometimes I just have it in my head and it helps me get through literally any situation. It's my blanket. It's my good luck charm. It's my comfort song. That is awesome. That's a great, that's a great story. Tom, do you have just lyrically like any thoughts on what Benji was saying? I mean, I, you know, all this, every song is like in, interpretation to, you know, the listener, but I'm just curious. Um, well, just the way that he interpreted that about um, new winds filling his sails uh, and and change, I, I thought that was awesome. And uh, I'm glad, Benji, that I helped pen your comfort song. Yeah, you uh, you you mended my broken heart. <laughs> How sweet! Thanks. And I'm also glad that you actually know. You might be the only one who knows the Mama Dance. <laughs> That's right. And, and, and I'll, I'll tell you what, it goes a lot better with Smart Wool. <laughs> Speaking of, thank you to Smart Wool for, for supporting the show and for letting us do this, this bonus episode. We're going to be back with one more of these and we're going to continue this conversation. So uh, thanks, Tom and Benji. Talk to you guys soon. Osiris. Hi, this is Chad Nicefield. And this is Justin Press. We're the host of Making Waves, the Shiprock Podcast, a part of the Sound Talent Media Podcast Network. We're inviting you to sail away with us on an epic journey in musical enlightenment. Every week, we bring you only the best artists in rock music and discuss everything from the cruise to the stage to the saga of being a professional recording artist. We'll have lots of special guests along the way, so tune in every week. Your stateroom is available every Monday morning, so welcome aboard. This is Krista Makes, guitarist and vocalist for Less Than Jake, and host of Krista Makes a Podcast, a songwriting podcast where every week I'm joined by an amazing guest to break down the writing, recording, and release of one iconic song from their career. In our giant, evergreen back catalog of episodes, we've had rock legends such as Dee Snyder and Huey Lewis, punk rock favorites like Mark Hoppus, Fat Mike, and Brett Gurowitz, and up-and-coming artists of today, such as Liz Stokes of The Beths and Genesis Owusu. We've had guests from all genres and styles of music, and I guarantee that if you peruse our back catalog, you'll see several episodes that'll make you say, man, I gotta hear that. Whether you're a fan of music or a creator of music yourself, you'll take away a whole new appreciation for the songs you know and love. Chris Makes a Podcast is available for free on all the places you could possibly listen to podcasts. And new episodes come out every Monday.